top, 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 top of the morning to you on this self-seeing Saturday. Oh, I just want to spend a little time in your world this morning. This is your girl, Frida. Hello. On this self-seeing Saturday. You know, it's so many things in the world we can see. So many beautiful things. So many tainted things. But our eyes are utilized to see things. But how many of you know that you can mentally see things even with your eyes closed? Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You can close your eyes and still see things. You don't always have to have your eyes open in order to see what it is you need to be looking at. And in this self-seeing Saturday... I want you to begin to see yourself. See yourself victorious. See yourself as a warrior. See yourself as an overcomer. So many times we're so busy utilizing our visual views with our eyes looking at everything we need to do for somebody else. But how many of us make time to see what it is we really need to do for ourselves? Are you seeing yourself on this Saturday? You know, Saturday is generally a day that more people than ever are off from work. So as you're off from work today, and then you're seeing yourself today, I want to encourage you as you see yourself that you begin to become self-aware of what you, listen, what you can objectively do to evaluate yourself. I'm going to give you a biblical fundamental scripture that is one of my favorites. It says, let a man examine his own ways. See, that's important to do, to see who you are. How do you know who you are? Check out my book on Amazon. It's Ladies, what did God say? Who are you? Who are you? You live oftentimes through life. You journey. You be available for other people. You be available for your career field. You be available for your family, your friends, your finances, and all these things that we are needed to maintain our livelihood. But how often... Are you seeing yourself? How often are you sitting down examining the things you need to do? As I can say, make you a checklist of self-examination. Make you a checklist to study one's own behavior even. You ever sat down and thought about journaling your own behavior? How do you act and respond when people don't do what you want them to do. Have you ever journeyed that? Have you ever sat down and thought about examining your own behavior? When someone does something that benefits your life, they didn't have to do, but they chose to do. And instead of thanking them, you critique and criticize them. You know, so many times our behavior will bypass seeing the little things that sometimes people do that make things easier in our lives. But yet, we don't even take time to say, you know what, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Instead, we may find something to pick out, and I say pick on that person. Why? 
they didn't do this or why this is like this. It's so important to do self-examination. You know what examination is? An exam is something that you need to take in order to understand how much knowledge you've grasped. Oh, I hope somebody got that. The purpose of examinations is really, most people think it's to determine if you're smart or if you're not smart. But actually, actuality, an examination is executed to see what you learned from what you were taught. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. What you learned from what you were taught. Whatever you were taught in life, when you do self-examination, it's your opportunity to look at yourself and see what you've learned. Have you learned to be respectful? Have you learned to be manable? Have you learned cleanliness? Have you learned things that are biblically required? Cleanliness is a requirement biblically. I'm just saying, good conduct and character is the biblical requirement. Have you sat down to examine yourself just to see, Google search, what are some of the things that I can do in self-examination in order to examine myself? The study of your own behavior and your motives. What motivates you? What motivates you? What things do you want to consider? Are you motivated more by other people or are you self-motivated? Well, I hope somebody get this. Because if you're motivated by others, let me tell you what often happens. In your self-examination, you will find yourself with a lot of self-doubt. Because your mind does not motivate you. But you only move to make moves that matter when somebody else says something to you. So that's not self-motivation. That's why you need to examine yourself to see what make you tick and talk. Your actions of examining one's own body, even with illness. I remember years ago, and I'm, I'm going to say this to give this testimony. I kept going to my gynecologist. It was back in 1988, and I kept telling him, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. You know, and he would tell me, he said, you've been reading those medical books again. I was real keen on doing self-examination for my own body. And I can tell when I'm feeling sick. I can tell when I'm around people that can make me sick. I could tell different things when my body was shift by my skin, by my, my feelings. You know, all these things I became attentive to, even in my younger years. Because it's good to know yourself. You know... Socrates said it better. I think it was Socrates. Know thy own self. To thy own self be true. It may be with Socrates or Shakespeare. But anywho, the doctor said, you're fine. He said, because you just had a set of twins, you're going through postpartum depression. He said, so I'm going to give you this prescription of these pills to take. But I said to my gynecologist, I said, listen, if you're telling me that I need to take those pills because of something I is a figment of my imagination. This pain that I have in my abdomen is a figment of my imagination. And so because I'm going through a depression, I'm imagining this pain. This is the first time I ever heard of this. I was 28 years old, y'all. 
And I was like, how can you imagine a pain fictitiously? Either my body going to feel it or it's not going to feel it. So then my doctor say, okay, there you go, analyzing. So, you know, I was laughing and talking to them. And I said, but Dr. Johnson, I promise you, I'm dying. I'm literally dying on the inside. And I could tell my body was dying at 28 years old, y'all. So then... Dr. Johnson, because this is what he thought. He thought I was trying to manipulate him to go inside of me so he can give me tie my tubes because my husband did not agree. See, and back then, I don't know about now, but I wanted I wanted my tubes tied at 28. But he said he could not tie my tubes as my doctor because my husband would have to agree. So he consulted my husband and my husband would not agree. So therefore he couldn't do it. So the doctor thought I was coming up with something just to pretend like I'm not feeling well in order for him to go inside of me. And and hopefully he'll do that while he was on the inside. But little did he know. See, this is something that's why I try to tell people, you can't tell me. When I know, I know what I know about me. I think I know myself better than anybody because I do self-examination. I don't need people to tell me what I'm, what's wrong with me, what's got to be the problem with me because I'm going to always keep myself on the chopping block. I'm going to always examine my own ways before anybody else know me better than me. I think it's a sad individual soul and spirit. When somebody else know you better than you know your own self. When somebody can detect and determine and discern and de- and, 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 and declare what they know you going to do when you don't even know what you going to do yourself. So anyway, I told Dr. Johnson at 28 years old, I said, I think I know me better than you. And because I was laughing and nurses was laughing and everything, I said, listen, I'm telling you, I'm dying. So I made three doctor's appointments. Listen to me. You got to get this, y'all. And at a three doctor's appointment over a month's time, I kept saying the same thing. So finally, on the third doctor's appointment, he said, okay, okay, Miss Brown. I was Miss Brown then. He said, I'm going to schedule you to, to do a laparoscopy. And I'm going to go inside with a microscope. That's the first time I ever heard of that. And I'm going to see what's going on. Well, he scheduled me. I walked into the hospital and I, I went to, he, he called it an outpatient uh, a surgery became an inpatient stay. Oh, I hope somebody get this. I went in for an outpatient surgery that day. But once he went inside with the laparoscopy and started looking, he realized, he said, oh my God, she truly was true. Truly was correct. She's, she, he didn't say she's dying. He said you was dead. He said, my attending physician, listen to this testimony, y'all. He said, the attending physician said, oh, my God, her appendix have burst and ruptured. He said, and Miss Brown, he said, there was so much gob and gob. He said that we couldn't even see our way through. He said, so the attending physician that was in there helping me, he said, we might as well just called it. They called the time of my death. You don't hear me now. And he told Dr. Johnston, he said, let's go ahead and close her up and call the time of death. And Dr. Johnston said, I asked him, I said, can you give me a minute? 
He said, I asked the attending doctor, give me a minute. Just let me stand over you by myself because all I kept hearing was you telling me I'm dying. And if I had only listened to you earlier, we may could have saved you. He said, so your voice and your laughter, I could hear you would say, I'm serious, Dr. Johnson, with your little chuckle. He said, you kept saying, I know my body and I'm dying. So he said, I wanted to discover the underlying cause. So I began to move away some of the infection. And I could see it was not your appendix. Oh, I hope somebody get this. He said, I realized in that instant, after just standing over you, hearing your voice, and I wanted to determine before they determined an autopsy of the cause I wanted to see. And he said, I realized it wasn't your appendix. It was a cyst on your ovaries that had ruptured. Now, y'all mind this. I'm sleep. I'm, 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 I'm sedated. See, this is why I say whenever somebody get put to sleep, we don't know what's happening over our bodies. Oh, I hope somebody get this. So I'm sleep and I'm sedated. But when I came into recovery, this is when the doctor was standing over me and it startled me. He was standing on the rail on the bed in the recovery room. And he said, Miss Brown, I got to tell you something. And this is when he told me all of this that I've just said. But before he said all that, he said these words to me. Listen to me, y'all. A bona fide top doctor gynecologist, only African-American graduate on his picture from the medical school. Listen to me. Said these words. He said, you're in recovery. The first thing he said was this. Listen to this now, y'all. He said, when you able to get out of your bed, we're going to transfer you to a regular hospital room and put you in that bed. And when you able to get out, he said, the first thing you need to do is fall on your knees. This is Dr. Matt. And thank your God for saving you. He said, because it wasn't us. It was God. And he was speaking like I could hear your voice. He said, because whatever you eat, he said, I know you always talk about your grandmother. This the doctor standing over me. I'm laying there listening. He said, whatever your grandmother used to feed you. He said, I don't know what kind of body you have, but it's a miracle. He said, for any human body to have ruptured assists, and carried that much infection for days in them and survive. He said, it's a miracle. It's beyond our medical comprehension. This the doctor talking now. Listen to me, y'all. He said, because even when we looked in there and for that much infection, you should have came in here in a coma and on a scratcher, but you walked in here. He said, and listen, this is the most miraculous part. He said, that blew my mind. He said, with that much infection, you would think your organs would have been affected. Your ovaries and, and, and your fallopian tube. He said, but amazingly, with all that infection and the rupture, it damaged none of your 
your female organs. He said, anybody else, even if they didn't have to have a full hysterectomy, they would have had to have a partial one. He said, so I don't know what kind of body you got because you didn't have to have either one. He said, so when you able to get out your bed, you need to fall on your knees. And that's when he told me the rest of the story after that, how he got to the place to even discover the ovarian cyst. But I'm saying all that, that testimony is to let you all know That's why I advocate the fundamentals of God. I have testimony on top of testimony that it was a man. That's why we got to get to know ourselves. We got to examine our own ways. We got to know ourselves because here this man was a certified, bona fide, top graduate. And he didn't know my body better than me. Although he was a doctor, although he was a physician, I knew myself enough to encourage him to examine me. And this is all I'm saying. Sometimes you need to know yourself well enough to tell other people how they need to examine you. That's why everybody couldn't tell me what to do. Because I know how to examine my own ways. I know myself better than anybody else. I don't care who they are and how well they think they know me. They don't know me better than I know myself. Because I'm going to make time to sit down and examine my ways. I'm going to write down and critique my own behavioral patterns, my own motives. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Everything I do, there's a purpose and a plan for it. I don't do stuff haphazardly. That's why I'm not being on falling out with people. I ain't got time to be mad with you, baby. I don't got time to be mad with you. That's too petty. I got too much purpose in me. I got too much purpose in me. So what if people don't do things the way I want them to do and I like them to do? That is not my problem. My problem is to keep myself aligned. I'm going to footnote some scriptures in this podcast. But I want you to know, when you are highly self-aware of who you are, when you are highly self-aware of who you are, When you do self-examination, you can objectively evaluate yourself. You can also manage your emotions. This is what I keep trying to tell people. You will stop falling out with people. When you examine your own way, why you act like that? Who told you that give you godly or good results? Why you acting like that? That don't bring good results or godly results. All that do is cause you to have division among people that you probably need to be in your corner. But until you examine your ways to understand why you acting like that, why you go around and say the things you say about people, until you manage your emotions, until you align your own behavior with your values, first off, that's the key right there. You got to know your values. What do you value? If you value God more than you value people, if you value your health more than you value your wealth, because long as you got health, you can obtain wealth. See, this is why I don't understand why people be looking over the fence. You know, if, if you're too busy trying to be in the mirror, but you don't even see yourself in the mirror. You just see what you put on. You just see what you mask. You just see what you cover up. Oh, but when you unveil yourself to your true self-awareness, Then you'll begin to understand how other people perceive you, why they see you the way they do, why people call you a liar, 
Why people call you a cheater? Why people call you a hater? Why people call you evil? Why people say negative things about you that don't have no positive outcome? See, I know people say I talk a lot, but in my talking, there's a positive outcome. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. But are you talking a lot, but you ain't saying nothing? Well, I hope somebody get that. I want to put notes some scriptures for you to examine your ways. But put simply, those who are highly self-aware can interpret their own actions, their feelings, their thoughts. And they could objectively move in a peace and a prosperity that a lot of people will never understand about you. They'll always be trying to figure you out. But they don't know. They can never figure you out because they're not inside of you. And it's what's inside of you that makes all the difference. It's what you examine in yourself to make sure you do the right thing. You say the right thing. You act the right way. And you're not motivated by your surrounding environment or your circumstances. But you're motivated by the value that you value most. And for me, I can tell anybody, it's God in my flesh. It's God in my flesh. Because he's truly a living God in my flesh. And he has helped me to purge my flesh. He lets me know when to tell my flesh to be quiet, to sit down, be still, don't move, don't act, don't do anything. But see my salvation. On this self-seeing Saturday, see yourself in the glorious, victorious, and wonderful light that truly you have been created, designed, and purposed before your mama met your daddy to be on this earth. And until the next podcast, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desire. Begin to get your journal out and write down some see self, self-seeing ways about yourself. What do you see in you? And what are the things you may need to correct? And what are the things you want to enhance? I just love being able to come into your world, encourage you to do something for one of the greatest human beings and that's yourself. Love yourself. Because only in finding how to love yourself, you can really execute the right way how to love others. Who are you? Check it out. Amazon. Ladies, what did God say? Who are you? Google search in the search bar my name, Alfreda Putman. And when you Google search my name in the search bar, it'll bring up all the volumes that I have in the five W's and the H. I'm actually going to be launching. I started last year. The first, well, this year, the first of the year, I, 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 well, last year I started planning the purpose and plan class and I introduced it. This year I, I, I orchestrated it's going to be the five W's plus H class, the who, what, when, where, why, and always how class because we got so much feedback of people investigating themselves until I want to continue that annually as a conference, as a, for, for people, not 
just women. See, a lot of people want to tailor to women because they women. No, I want to tailor to everybody. It's important that we all know male and female alike. Who, what, when, where, why? Where are you? Who are you? Where are you? Why are you? What are you? The five W's plus H and always how. And then I'm going to dovetail from that class, which we're going to kick off 2020 live in March. We're going to kick off through Zoom. And I'm going to also hopefully be situated and settled to do a live uh, purpose and plan. Purpose and plan class will continue, but it's going to strictly be for business and entrepreneurs wanting to get started and how to get started in your purpose for your life. You must understand the importance of a legacy. So I'm excited about all the upcoming events. As I can say, if the Lord's will and the rapture don't come, you know, I got that little shake from a lady, my neighbor the other day, and I thought that was cute. I said, I like that because we know not the day or the hour. None of us know. But so look forward to me. Keep pronouncing and announcing these things coming up as you seek out seeing who you are on this Saturday. I look forward to tune in to you tomorrow. And tomorrow, I already got a topic. It's Sit Still Sunday. Oh, I got some revelations that God gave me this morning, but I want to bring them to you tomorrow. Until the next podcast uploads, you do have a beautiful blessed day. Don't forget to look in my footnotes. Read those scriptures. I didn't get a chance to give you parallel from them because I just want to try to keep my podcast under a certain amount of time. I really, 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 no matter what, want to go over 30 minutes because I know as as Yellen said a long time ago, the mind can only absorb what the bottom can endure. So, you know, I find that to be factual. We, we Our attention span is only for a span. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. And until then, may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. Bye-bye for now. God bless. Have a great Saturday.